Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to this week on the Grappling Rewind Podcast. In this week's show, we're going to recap Third Coast Grappling 3. We're going to talk about Fight to Win 133 in Fresno, California. Talk about a little bit about the SEA Games 2019, the, uh, I- the ICG Invitational. We're going to preview Quintet Ultra and preview IBJJF Nogi Worlds for 2019. As always on the show, I'm your host, Maine. Join with my co-host. Josh. It's been a very long weekend, Josh. Yes. So uh, before we get into that, let's talk about a little bit of news. Let's uh, talk about news. Let's talk about news. Let's talk about news, Maine. So uh, Rachel and I went to the Third Coast Grappling Live, Third Coast Grappling in Houston, Texas this weekend live, headlined by Gordon Ryan versus Bo Nickel. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We did some great- okay, ready? Stop. They did interviews. Fantastic. What's the real news, Maine? Got engaged. He popped the question. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah, good time. Good job. So yeah, we've been together for a long time. We've been living together for a long time. It's been pretty great for a long time. I was like, want to do this forever, and so we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, into the jujitsu news section. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I got some interviews with Gordon Ryan, Nick Rodriguez, Pedro Mourinho, and Justice Sintra, Lucas Valente, Hanlo Bahal, Savion Maranon, Jacqueline, Jake Shields, Edwin Najmi, Jordan Holy, and Ryan McGuire. Um, those should be coming out on the BJ Fanatics YouTube and Instagram pages. Um, you know, in the coming like. Time frame, but I don't really have a time frame for when they come out, but they are going to be over there. Uh, I got to work with them for this event. That was uh, a lot of fun. It's super awesome to work with those guys. Um, hopefully more in the future. We will see. But I was super happy with the interviews we did. Um, they've posted part of the Gordon Ryan interview right now. He's talking about a potential Pat Downey matchup. And I thought that's another kind of newsworthy item because Third Coast Grappling also announced Nick Rodriguez versus Pat Downey 2 under their hybrid rule set. This will be better for Nick Rodriguez, but Nick Rodriguez has to put Pat Downey on his butt, and I don't know if he's going to do that. You think Pat will take him down? I think Pat will take him down and, like, engage briefly and then back off. But you have, I don't think you can back off once it goes to the mat. I think you have to engage okay, for under, under the rules like, of the tonight. Eh, he's just got to stay, like, super low and, like, pinch at the ankles, and or he does what Bo Nickel did and, you know, wait it out and then toss him. Right. But, you know, do better than oh, just tossing them. I got the greatest shots ever. Of from, that suplex? Hell yeah. Yeah, I got four shots. Gordon Ryan backing up, Bo locking, Bo lifting, the arch, and then the slam at the end. Like, on my DSLR, on, on this camera here, I'm holding up the camera that I got for the event, particularly. Um, and I was I, I was backstage like, oh my god, I got the shot, I got the shot, I got the shot. And so it's been all of the memes everywhere now. It's the one where you can see Gordon's back. That's the picture I took. Yay! I'm super proud of that. I was I'm like, famous. I'm not famous. I can make memes. I didn't People make the memes. My shit. People steal my shit to make memes. No, you're not stealing. Like you're, you're reappropriating. <laughs> so that's awesome. I'm super happy about that. Um, I was super proud that I was able to get that shot. That was like a personal, like super awesome moment. Uh, I was dude. The whole event was just awesome. I'm super tired and sick now. But uh, it was a really great weekend. You got brought stuff to make you feel better, so quick. Yeah, dude, that tea was delicious. You gave me. So um, yeah. Oh, so what do you think about the Nick Rodriguez? So what do you think about the Gordon Ryan versus Pat? Because he talked about in the interview we did. Well, he, he talked about three different matches. Like, yes. Anything that has to do with jujitsu, Gordon Ryan should win. I would. Hope. If it is purely wrestling, Gordon Ryan will get ragdolled. Like if it's wrestling, he's going to get tech fault. Like, period. Like, kind of like Rodriguez did. Yeah. That's the thing, like, 
Bo Nickel knew if I take you down, I have to deal with you on the ground. Which is where you're strong, which is where you're best. Right. But if they scored it more towards, like, wrestling, where if he would have taken him down and, like, flattened him out or pinned him or anything like that, you know, had back exposure, and he could gain points to create a tech fall, then you're, you know, you're giving at least Bo Nickel more of a chance to win. We should have previewed all these during the pre- during the recap section. We're in news right now. Probably, but... You know, so we'll probably talk about this more more in the recap section for the third coach grappling. We'll talk about that match. Um, let's go through the rest of the news and let's get into that in itself. So another news: uh, John Jones got promoted to purple belt, and now everyone wants to see Nick Rodriguez versus uh, John Jones in a grappling match for who is the baddest ass purple belt in uh, in let's grappling. Because we've seen John Jones do a submission grappling match versus Dan Henderson at SUG. We've seen him do it. He's won a Naga, dude. Whatever. Like, oh god. On the way in here, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about how, like, such a freak athlete he was, and, and like, Usada's testing is so good that they got, you know, he rubbed up against a drug, and it, he popped forward, and it's like, no, stop covering up. That dude is a fucking juice head. Not that I care, because he does wild shit, and it's amazing to watch, but that dude is a juice head through and through. Everybody's like, oh, his brothers are so gifted. They also got caught, like, juicing. So what the fuck does that? That just means they know how to do steroids good, for the most part. And they're freakishly talented. And they're freakishly and talented as driven well. Driven and very good athletes, and like some of the best in the world. It'll be an interesting match. Uh, John Jones's wrestling is better than Nick Rodriguez, and he is not going to be afraid of Nick Rodriguez. Um, so it'll be then down to who has the better grappling skills. In like Matt grappling, Matt wrestling, Matt grappling, and like being able to snag stuff. What Nick Rodriguez did to a lot of the people at ADCC is pretty shocking, but nobody really expected anything from him. So it was easy to set up where it's like, oh, he just beat this high-level guy. He beat another one. Yeah, you're shocked, but nobody was really talking about him. They're like, oh, this guy that, you know, oh, he beat some guy, he backflipped over him, and he took his back. Fucking impressive, but in the scheme of things, who knows him? So he was kind of a dark horse. Now he's known. You have John Jones, obviously known. So then it just becomes whose jujitsu is legitimately better. I'm excited if it gets made. If it gets made, I'll be uh, I'll be super excited to see it. Um, Gordon Ryan got inducted into the New Jersey Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Uh, that's kind of cool. I did not know that was a thing. Does Maryland have a Martial Arts Hall of Fame? Probably. Uh, we tra- some, that, some we're person, trying to get into that. Some person probably invented it and then inducted himself into it. Oh, uh, what's the tournament that gets held at CCBC every fall, like around Halloween? Oh, that weird one. Oh, God, what's it called? The guy that runs it looks like Rod Stewart now, mm-hmm. but he always also wears a Michael Jackson glove, mm-hmm. and he changes it. God, I can't remember his name. So that tournament. Yeah, but, you know, maybe maybe he made it up or something like that. But uh, Bryce Mitchell hit the second ever twister in the UFC. That's grappling related. That's That was like <laughs> a big, that was a big ass deal this weekend. Uh, let's see. Oh, Five Grappling has announced the Women's Cup for January 12th of 2020. That's coming right up. That's super exciting. I forget. I have a, a listing of the names up here, um, and it looks super exciting. Uh, me not. Nope, I don't have it up. <laughs> I have a listing of names. Maybe. I have a listing of names, and then I realized I closed the tab, and I do not have that up anymore. Uh, but it's good names. It's super awesome. I've been waiting for Five Grappling to come back with an event uh, for a while now. I talked to them probably like six months ago about, like, hey, when do you guys run another event? And they were like, we're doing it soon. So... 
Uh, super looking forward to this one. Um, I don't see any Maryland Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Well, we got to start one. So, uh, the the Quintet, the full teams... Actually, we're going to talk about this more in depth. The full teams for Quintet Ultra are out now. We'll talk about it in the preview section. Uh, Keenan has announced a scholarship program for... Uh, you want to come and be a world champion under Legion Jiu-Jitsu. AJJ, American Jiu-Jitsu. American Jiu-Jitsu. Dude, if I didn't have responsibilities and family, uh, I would totally do it. You can basically try out. Oh, I thought that was me. No, you can basically <laughs> try out to get a scholarship to like train at his gym and like under him and like he'll try to make you a world champion. Uh, I won't do that, but hey, can you hook us up with... Uh, some Keenan Online subscriptions. I bought the Lapel Encyclopedia, and that shit is mind blowing. So, hey, Keenan, if you're listening, hook us up with some Keenan Online. Uh, let's see what else I got for news. I um, think that's it. I think that's all I got for news. Let's move into the recap section. Yeah. So, under a recap of Third Coast 3, this event was headlined by Gordon Ryan versus Bo Nickel in a hybrid wrestling versus jiu-jitsu matchup. Uh, the rest of the card was jiu-jitsu matchups, and there was a tag team matchup as well. Uh, we're getting all of those in a second. Let's start with the big dog, Gordon Ryan versus Bo Nickel. Uh, this was nifty. This was interesting. This was the best strategy anybody has come into in any match whatsoever. Of Bo Nickel. Now I called this by the way. I said if Bo's path to victory, I said like three different podcasts. Bo knew it was gonna be boring as fuck, but Bo was like, I'm not going to the ground with this guy. Right. All you literally have to do is go to YouTube and type in Gordon Ryan, and you will go, hmm. Don't want to go on the ground. And when people are like, Well, there's no leg lock, so it's like, dude. Have you not Bo seen Nickel, Gordon Ryan Bo in the last... Can, Bo Nickel can be training to go into MMA right now. The amount of experience and high-level uh, competition that Gordon Ryan has in grappling when it comes to jiu-jitsu... Submission is grappling. ...far superior to Bo Nickel. To anyone. Nickel to like almost will, anyone in the world. Gordon Ryan beats dudes that are really good at grappling. Also, we've done a ton of interviews. I realize how much I talk with my hands. Like you're doing it now. You guys deal with this every single week forever. Like no one told me that I wildly I've, gesture I've told all you the for time. Months. Don't lie. I've told you for months that you look like Ricky Bobby and you're like, I don't know what to do with my I hands. just wildly gesture all the time. So like Gordon Ryan is one of the best is arguably right, As now, of right now the in best this time frame in this era of grappling at this moment. Gordon Ryan hands down is the best no gi grappler in the world. Yeah. Prove me wrong. And so it's like if you're if you're anyone that's not like Mm, maybe Gavel, maybe Pano. It's like going to ground with him is probably not a good idea. So Bo Nickel had a good strategy, which was I'm going to play the clock and I'm going to wait. I'm going to go for the late takedown and get the points. And Gordon Ryan figured out, Kani Basame, not illegal. I'm going to do that a lot. And uh, he took him down with Kani Basame and then uh, Bo kept which getting up. Bo was not like, he, as uh, Rob Sullivan, who's been on this podcast, pointed out as we were talking about it in our group chat he was like dude Bo doesn't see that that shit's illegal in wrestling and it's like yeah right. so he doesn't expect it but after like three of them he's like okay that's it and that's all it was like right. if Bo wanted to he could have gotten on the inside picked him up and broke Gordon Ryan's neck by dumping him on his head just called it a day but he knew as soon as Gordon hit the ground in whatever position he tossed him into that he's going to have to engage on the ground. And we saw that. So Bo, so Gordon gives uh, Bo the donkey guard, 
And Bo goes, you know what? Fuck it. I got. I got to do it. Launched him Dude, with the best five point. I, I had this camera up, and I was. I was like, oh my god. He's. I saw him lock. I was like, oh, he's gonna suplex him. And I just clicked the shutter button down. I was like, this will take as many photos as it possibly can take per second. And it was just like, it just goes. I watched it through the camera lens and just lift. And I was like, he hits, and I went, sweet. He got him down. What's gonna happen now? And He's then Gordon, and then triangles. Gordon Ryan did exactly what he did to Josh Barnett at Quintet. He does that violent arm lock, the exact same setup he hit Barnett with, well, he and then throws over the triangle because you don't. He didn't get suplexed into guard. No. He had to recover yeah. the guard position. But again, and it's like his go-to when he talked about it in your interview. Mm-hmm. Like he he tried the Connie Basami. He got him down with that, and you know that is a feather in your cap, saying like I, I did take down like. An under twenty three world champion, a uh, multi time NCAA champion. You know, you didn't say how. I was really upset to get an interview with him. Like, I was super disappointed. That's like the one interview that I missed this weekend. I'm like, oh, honestly, no. he might have been like the most famous person there. I know, and that's why, like, I tried. And, and he like finished. Got, he got paid, and he was out. And I just like, I just didn't get a chance knew. to he grab was him. Like, this is just fun. Yeah. Like, I'm filling in. But he, got, but he got paid. Like, good for him. Like, he, uh, somebody talked about it. It's like probably the most he's been paid for a event ever i don't know about that and i'm also jitsu guy so i have no idea what he would make i don't know about that other he's ways. done like beat the streets and stuff like that uh, okay yeah i don't know about that but i mean he did the smart thing but he did that arm crunch as gordon calls it from butterfly it's a violent arm lock it's that arm lock over the top across the neck it causes a little arm crunch cool he knocked him over you know he started to knock him over with yep. set up a triangle and and it's called the Gringo Sweep, and you knock him over with it. Tonin hits it a ton. That's what I learned. I learned from Tonin. Tonin hits it a ton. But, like, if anybody thought the outcome would be any different, and people were like, well, there's no leg locks. It's like, dude, all he did was strangle people. At ADCC. Like, he finished he one heel hook at ADCC. The rest, five submissions were, like, rear naked choke, and, like, an arm triangle. Like, you, he, he has great triangles, great... Mm-hmm. Back attacks. I remember he triangled being, Barnett. He triangled Halleck. He's triangled Bo. Like I remember being on, you know, a card, a super fight card with him. People are like, "Oh, you got to watch out for the legs," but he attacks your neck frequently. If the legs happen, it happens. But you could say no leg locks, and that would not affect him at all. Right. So fun match. Definitely go back and watch it. Um, we got watch the highlights for it. Uh, the match was a lot of like you can go to the suplex essentially yes, basically and then watch it from there because that's where everything really happens it's an affair that takes place on its feet for the majority of the match there is one thing um one of the Connie Basami entries that Gordon hits Bo tries to do like a running man escape out of and you see Gordon like change the grip on the legs and then roll through with the heel hooks and it was super cool to see like the level of control he had in that roll through it was just it was really smooth and very very drilled and there's a few guys that I see they can maintain that roll through as well as Gordon Ryan does. It was it was actually pretty like, watching it Matt's side. It was pretty beautiful to watch his his ability to not lose any knee control on that roll through as aggressive as that. Like really that was the, the other thing that was like super super impressive to me was like the finishing sequence, but also like just how well he stayed on the knee line there. I was I was super impressed with that. And people are kind of overlooking that, but it was like seeing it live was just I've seen a lot of dudes roll out and they always lose a little bit of control. Gordon Ryan lost absolutely no control during the spin. It was it was really impressive to watch. What I think is really funny, like for all of his bravado and all of his, you know, shit talking and he's backed all of it up. Just seeing him in that interview with you where he was talking about where he started to get 
into Bo Nickel's hips, and you could see how genuinely excited he was yeah. that he almost got there and recognized I'm about to get sprawled on and fucked up. Like he was, he was like a small child that got. He was like, I almost the, got the double leg. Yeah, he's like, I almost got a takedown on that person, like a legitimate one, where it's like a, a clean. It's not illegal in like most things. He almost hit a double leg, and you could. He looked like a six year old that got the gift that he wanted on Christmas. Yeah, he was like super stoked, and you're like, oh, that's the type of person he actually is. Yeah. Like all of this outside Conor McGregor esque stuff. It works for him. It makes people either like him or hate him. But you can tell that he's he's genuine, like, down-to-earth yeah. kind of dude that has had a lot of stuff thrust upon him, and he's just milking Making everything. Dude, he gives a great interview. Like, every time oh, I've interviewed him, both absolutely. times, I think two or three times I've interviewed him, like, great interview, very well-spoken. It's always cool. It's always cool to get a chance to talk to him because he always gives you really cool information. I cannot wait till that interview comes out because it's, like, a four-ish minute interview, and it's Really cool. It's always very insightful to talk to him. Anything else on this matchup? No, let's stop gushing. All right, next match, we have Hamlo Bahal defeating Jake Shields via decision in overtime. What'd you think about that? Like, Hamlo is really fucking good. Shields honestly impressed me here, too. Like, I was kind of, I was impressed at Shields' both defense. Both dudes, I'm not 100% sure how old Hamlo is, but I know Jake Shields is almost like 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You think he's like 38, I think. Dude, and he's just keeping pace, and he's still, like, shredded. Yeah. And, like, he's doing it. He's having a good time. You know, he's not fighting as much, but he's still grappling. He's still out there. He's doing new things, and it's it's cool to see. And then also Homolo, who I remember, like, in my blue and purple belt days, seeing as a black belt just smoking people. And I'm like, wow, that guy. And then, then, you know, he's not competing in the main tournaments as much. Like I think 2017 was like the last that. time I think we saw him. When he him. got his foot yeah. messed up is when the, it's the last, last time I, I think I've him, seen but, him is that. But he still pops in here and there, and it's yeah. really cool to see it. And then again, Jake coming from MMA, but still also having a great grappling background mm-hmm. with the the Half Gracie and Henzo Gracie connection. Yeah, and stuff like that. It's not Half. It's uh, I wasn't gonna. It was. It's oh it's God. Carlson. No, 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 no. Who was the one that taught all like those Northern California people? Gilbert Melendez yep. and uh, uh, Caesar. Caesar no. Gracie. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, I was in my head, like, like going through every single Gracie name. I was like, why do they all start with R? Why do they start with R? Yeah, Caesar Gracie. So, yeah, no, it was really cool to see it. You know, Hamlo gets done. Hamlo basically he chooses. He talked about in the interview with me why he chose that position. He's like, look, I thought I could get it done, and then basically he just he do, he does more to the match. He has more. He just puts up more during the match. He has a really cool omoplata attempt for a good portion of the match. Got some cool photos of that. It was cool. Next match, we had Edmund Najmi defeating late, re- late replacement Ben Lenny via Darsh Choke. Uh, ben Lenny is significantly larger than Najmi. He did that flow interview where he was like, yeah, whatever. It's like... Dude, that's Najmi. Like, the back that he's just like... He's just a casual dude. Like, he just put his gear on and went out. Like, didn't warm up. He's just like, no, we're going. And just like... Went out and got it done. I was really cool. Like he has put some really cool takedowns. I uh, had that like that collar and like foot trip takedown that I don't know the name of offhand. Um, looked good. Gets a nice Dars here. Uh, again, both guys have white geese on. I always prefer when the guys have opposite color geese because it's easier to see. Um, but no, now Najmi is the uh, I think the heavyweight champion for Third Coast. 
He was supposed to fight Dorino, and Dorino got, I think, a stomach bug or something like that, so he couldn't compete. What a bummer. Yeah, which, that, 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 that would have been awesome. That would have been a really too. cool match in the Gi. Uh, I just peaked the mail audio. Great. That would have been a really cool match in the Gi. I hope, that actually, they run that back because I'm ex- I'm excited about that matchup. Yeah, maybe they run you know their next event, and they try to do it again. I would time. love to see it because, like, Anajmi's fun to then watch, it, and Dorino's fun to watch. it be the champ champ? I'd watch it. Of Third Coast? <laughs> I'd watch it. Heavyweight and, like, Welterweight? Welterweight, yeah. Uh, next match, we had Lucas Valente defeating Don Zani via heel hook. Dude, Zani guts out a fucking, like, super tough heel hook initially. I talked to Lucas. Um, I did an interview with him. And after the interview, I was like, how did he get the first heel hook? He goes, he didn't get out. And he was talking about, like, his leg like, had, like, popped a bunch of times in the first heel hook to get out. And he's like, he just was super tough and, like, just didn't let it bother him. And, uh, you know, it's fine at the match. Um, this is a cool match. Like, Lucas is a really cool guy to, to, like, watch play and watch roll through. And, like, I was super impressed with this Nogi game, like, how active he was in the positional scrambles and, like, just how he was controlling the legs and turning through. This was honestly a really fun one to watch. So let's talk a little bit about the tag team matchup that happened. That shit was awesome. Dude, Rachel loved it, too. Like, she was like, it was it. the wildest shit. Because basically what you had is you had... Dude, a, you, that running in, like, they... Look, professional grappling can be boring as fuck. There have been times, I've been part of it sometimes, where that shit is just boring. So this just added some spice to it. There were some times, no joke, and we'll get back into it when we go to our next like recap during Fight to Win, where I was like, man, if, if you guys had ropes, you wouldn't have this issue. <laughs> or just some shit. Throw them up against the plexiglass. Fuck it. They're like hockey style? Yeah. But like, it kind of eliminates the the need for the edge of the ring because you're like, oh, fuck, I need to keep it in the middle or they're going to be close. And the, the way they would tag and, like, hold on and, and do You had three moves, seconds. You had three seconds from the time you great. tagged Dude, the, so you got the, pulled the, off. The first submission that happened where he jumped on the back really quick and was like, I'm going to choke the shit out of this girl. And I was like, oh, oh, it's a, it's about to be on. I was like, because I think the one the one – a tag team or boyfriend girlfriend. They right? both are. They both. Oh, were. They both were. They both are. It was two brown belt men, two blue belt women. Oh, that's even. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yes, that's great. So it's like, are you gonna squeeze my girl like that? Uh, uh-uh. uh. It's like come in and they start beating the shit out of each other and everybody's. They're trying to strategically hold. It's 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 a thing. Like, do I want an entire card of that? Absolutely not. But if you can break up sometimes the monotony, and this wasn't you know a boring card by any means, no. but sometimes it breaks up that monotony of like solo matches where it's just here's this, these two people are going at it. No, you have two different people. All of a sudden, you're seeing some tagging. wild shit. People are going to start doing this in their gym if they haven't started already. Just having. You ever fun. played? Have, you ever, have, we, have we ever run at the gym? Uh, the game War or like Soldier or like what's it called? Where you have like both two teams on the mat and it's basically like this but it's a free-for-all you ever played yes, the game at the gym sort of and like years ago everybody was a, a assigned a point value oh okay and like because this is what kind of reminded me of now if i haven't played that game in probably like five or six years you would just put like your ringer as the best person and like yeah. make them worth the most points and you just had to make everybody else try to submit everybody and you would just attack certain people <laughs> be like yeah, you have three people on the heavyweight, and like, yeah, exactly. like, and you have two people on the feet, and it's yeah, it's sort of like quintet style, but uh, at the chaos. at the same time in complete chaos, complete and like, chaos. and everyone's gonna verbal tap very loudly so that you're not like, but you also know when you're applying a submission too. Yeah, I, we played it like I think once or twice, um, like five or six years ago is the last time I played it. It's super dangerous, and I would never like want to deal with it's that. It's dangerous, like when we play dodgeball in the gym. Dangerous. Yeah. Have you ever been part of that? I have not, Josh, because my back is broken. <laughs> 
I, and I'm, I'm normal, easily breakable. I'm normally the one that's like, hey, we're going to warm up with dodgeball. And then we're whipping balls at each other. You're hitting small children. They're crying, trying to break the glass. So this was a lot of fun. Um, Steve Baca and Mackenzie Mar- Manteras. Manteras. You're welcome. Uh, one via most submissions, two submissions in the tag team match. It was, uh, dude, Rachel fucking loved it. She talked about it. She goes, yo, when you rewatch this for the show, like, I want to watch it with you because it was fun to watch. It's exciting. So next match, we had Pedro Mourinho defeating Jao Gabriel Matos via armbar. Dude, Pedro racked up some points, 10 points, and then I talked to him backstage in the interview. He's like, I couldn't get any more points. Like I was like, I got to sub him. And so he gets I mean, out. He could have got more points. He just would have attacked him. Yeah, but he said he wanted the attack, and then he got 10 points, and he's like, ah, oh, I just can't get any more points. Like, I feel like he just didn't, like, I don't, he couldn't quite tell if he didn't feel comfortable getting more points, or, like, he just, like, didn't want to get more points, because he, he'd already got 10, he just didn't feel comfortable, so he gets this nice, nice armor from the far side, and just, like, locks it in, and pulls it, and pulls it, and pulls it, and it's like, it's out for a while, and eventually gets the tap, but, uh, dude, Pedro's a dude definitely to watch. Like, he's a guy oh, that's, absolutely. that has been, like, killing it the past, I think, probably, like, 12 months. He's really coming to our radar hard and um, he's definitely on that like prospect list that we have and like always was he the one that was talking shit to Gordon and then Gordon submitted him in the absolute at ADCC might have been that guy yes he was like that guy's a troll and I'm like I just beat his ass I think he he, I think Gordon uh, he hooked him I think that's what it was Uh, at ADCC but uh, next match we had seven on Marinon defeating Rob Maldano via triangle this was supposed to be the Tackett matchup we've we've done commentary for Savion before yes uh, you guys talked about it, and Emil made it a point to look it up. Yes, to tell you to eat shit. The fact that you like nailed the name and you stopped and looked, and I could feel you looking at me. Well, it's like, misspelled. Did... It's misspelled here. That's why. In the results, it's Sabian, and his name is Savion. Right, but you were so excited that you nailed it. Like I could feel how excited you were. I didn't even have to look at you to know that you were stoked about that. So that was supposed to be the tackle match. Yeah, and then uh, he finishes it via triangle, gets the finish on the triangle, uh, puts Rob to sleep real quick, and then gets like the armbar combo, and then the ref realizes he's out and goes, "Oh, okay." Could have been bad. But uh, I think this will probably, honestly, this will probably be his one of his last matches at Blue. I think he's turning eighteen, uh, like this next week or something. Or well, he they, is eighteen now, oh, so it's the end of the year. I'm yeah. surprised. He's a Marcelo guy. But keep a lookout for yeah, him. Yeah. He's looked really impressive whenever we've seen him. Um, I would love to honestly see the rematch. It's not Sorry, see the match with Tackett. But there's a bunch of other matches, especially at Purple. There's a bunch of other matches to take a look at. Definitely another guy to watch. Uh, next match, Andressa Sintra defeating Veronica Manisa. Messina. Messina. Why am I reading the name, Josh? I don't via know. knee bar. Uh, I think this was in overtime, but it might have been a regulation. It was to- definitely towards the end of the match. She just turns over, gets a really nice knee bar. Um, again, got a really great interview with her at the end of everything. Uh, it was another fun match. Next match, we have Christian Guzman versus Conald- Conrad Duran. You, you read you read Via arm bar. Now you can fill in your little points if you wanted to. No. Jacob Alfin defeated uh, Roberto Rivas via golden score. Uh, that means you get the first points after. Talk into the mic. Dear oh, f- my apologies, Maine. Anyway. It means when you get winning golden score, it's basically a judo term for uh, after regulation, if there are no points, then or even points, you go into the first person to score wins. It's like a, usually a five-minute overtime. Uh, all these matches, except for the, I think, tag team match and for the bone nickel match, had an overtime. Next match. <laughs> no, I'm just confused because the, the way it's listed, it's like it looks like they're just finishing in regulation. 
Daniel Luger defeated Michael uh, Gaynor via submission. And under the undercard matchups. Juliana Lima defeated Stephanie Alba via DQ. A lot of disengagement happened there. Cassidy Welsh defeated Ashley Aguilar via cross choke. Jason Solis defeated Kyle Nucci via golden score. Michael Salazar defeated Andy Cordova, uh, Cordova via rear naked choke. Ricky Rivas defeated... Will you stop moving that? Kevin Cruz via points. Josh Walker defeated JT Little via golden score. Uh, Arena Del Mello defeated... Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. You did. Okay. Defeated Justin Rennick uh, via golden score. Taylor Rasuriz defeated Vanessa Lopez via golden score. Now my names are getting screwed up. Muhammad uh, Benacor defeated Curry. Curry Gall? Mm-hmm. God. Move your damn mouse. God, you're... This is why I don't podcast as much. Main makes my blood pressure go through the roof. Uh, def- okay. It, it says it's Nogi Blue. <laughs> you threw me way off. Sam Snow defeated Isaiah Cabrera via Golden Score. John McCowan defeated Ryan Sheehan via Collar Choke. And Blake Carter defeated Demi Blue via Golden Score. So that does it for our recap of Third Coast Grappling Championship 3. Did it, you have the awesomest of times? Dude, it was so much fun. How much barbecue did you eat? Not a lot. A lot of tacos and like burritos and like other delicious uh, Mexican food. Uh, they don't fuck around with spice down there. I always forget every time I go to Texas that like they do not like you get like salsa on your table and it's like the hottest thing you've ever eaten. It's amazing. I love it. It was so good. Rachel couldn't eat like half the stuff, half the salsa because she would eat it. And she's like, I was like, you should try it. And I was like, it's very spicy. She went, hmm. And she had it and she was like, it's too Give spicy. Me sour cream. Dude, it was it was so good. Like I, I always forget like how much I love food down in Texas. It's really good. So that does it for Thurgo's Grappling Championship three. Looking forward to the next one. So one of a recap of Fight to Win 133. This event took place in Fresno, California. It was main evented by Black Belt AJ Leo Agazarm defeating Ari. Yeah. Liao Agazarm defeating Ari Frias via split decision, and that was fight of the night for the black belts. What do you think about this match, Josh? I feel like I don't think AJ won. Ah, I but was... that's 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 my personal opinion. I'm also not upset that it was it went the other way. Yeah, it was a super it was a super close match. You can make a good argument but, for either um, way. I admittedly don't care for AJ at all. Um, he okay. So I was watching this match, dude. There were so many times where I was reading Seth's lips, and he was like, "Get the fuck back in the middle, dude." He was like AJ Stop fucking arrest seems like the most irritating dude in the world to grapple against like because he just like he just like he is fucking with you the entire time and he's like bothering you and pushing on you and just like he just feels like he'd be irritating to grapple with and it was i loved watching this match because i was like oh my god like this looks like the most like i as a fan I was like this looks like the most irritating thing i have ever seen our is just having a fucking deal with and you're watching Ari get like more and more upset and he kicks AJ in the face at one point it was like yeah kind of an accident but they're kind of not cool about it AJ like punched him in the mouth with his hand at one point it was just like it was a like irritating match and it was amazing to watch like this was I think honestly deservedly fight of the night for the black belts I was waiting for AJ to rip off those joggers and have like just a pair of speedos underneath like I was I was I was like, what the fuck is he wearing? And I know that's like one of the rules where it's like you have to wear a shirt. And but you have to wear a shirt now? I thought so. I don't. Uh, the Rodriguez, he used. Oh. No, he wore a shirt at Philly. 
Yeah. Yeah, because so he didn't wear did a shirt. He, why did he get to grapple without a shirt? I feel like if you're main eventing... He main evented. Yeah, I don't know why he wore a shirt that time. That was weird to me as well, at Philly, when Rodriguez wore the shirt. And why know. was he allowed to wear those bullshit-ass pants? AJ? Yeah. What the fuck was that? ADCC rules, man. You ever wear whatever you want. Maybe they were going with that. I don't know. It was just weird. That whole like, but dude, I love like the entries here, the dueling toeholds, oh, yeah, like they were going back and after forth. Like other. these dudes, dude. This match was. Let's talk about less about like the bullshit of the match, which there was a lot of it. Seth Daniels blew out his leg during the match, <laughs> and he, you saw him is that fo- verified. Uh, I think it is. But watch me. No, it's not verified at all. Like I'm guessing. Allegedly, allegedly, because he goes off the stage and then you see him like laying down on the mat, like while he's refing and he's like rubbing his leg. So it's like I think he, Maybe he was just sore. I don't know. It was great. I love to see Seth refing more of these Dude, matches. No joke. He looks like a fucking gorilla. D- yes, he legitimately Bro. looks like a fucking gorilla. And at one point when he got back on the mat, he posted up and lifted himself up and he just looked so fucking big and i was waiting for his feet to kind of like swing up and through and him just like start walking on his fucking knuckles like that's not an insult to him thinking like he's just like a meathead he just fucking big yeah dude he's intimidating he looks like, like that's a that's why i want to see him refing the main event match because everyone's like he kept this match i think there is not another referee that i know of that could have kept this match like together as well as Seth Daniels did. I, I think even he was struggling with it. And so he, like, was like, like, even fuck? he was, and Seth was like, has his own style of refereeing. Dude, I, well, this, this will also be appropriate, the fact that he talks about like his open use of steroids and the fact that I just told said he looked like a gorilla. It's like you could legitimately call him like a juice monkey. Like, Used to be. He's, oh, God. He, it's just so like awesome. That he's like, fuck it, you know, whatever. I'm refing a bunch of matches. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, fucking well, running this whole thing while I'm at it. Fuck it. It was awesome. He does, so Seth talked a little about the decision and his his thought process behind yes, the decision. And I really appreciated that. Like, even though, like, you didn't agree with it, I watched it. I was like, ah, I might have given it to Ari. I didn't agree with it, but he at least, he, he owed it to nobody to come out and be like, this is why I scored it that way. He didn't have to. Yeah. Could have said, fuck you. But I appreciated that. Like, but he, he was like, this is why, this is why I feel it's this way, this is this, and that's it. Okay. And then he said, he said, on rewatch, I might feel differently, but like, this is why I scored it that way. I'm like, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Like, I wish, I love that he does that because I wish that we'd see more referees and judges do that. He's just like a super open person with everything, as yeah. we've seen with like, yes, telling everything. people to eat a bag of dicks mm-hmm. or just being like, Fuck you. If you think you can do it better, prove it. Yeah. You know, here's my track record. Fuck you. So this was a fun match. I really enjoyed a lot of the entries here for the leg locks. Like there was some super deep heel hooks, super deep, deep toe holds on both sides. AJ does, will not tap to that shit. You have to literally choke him unconscious. Yeah, basically, which is like, and you couldn't do it. So it was, this is a fun match. Go back and watch this match. Next match, Shamir Chantre defeats Lucas Panero via heel hook. That was submission of the night. He becomes the fight to win featherweight Nogi champion. Also a good one. Samir is like always up there as like one of the top guys for the most part in that weight class. Mm-hmm. And like other times you just like, oh, here's that speed bump that he hit. But he's just like such a game. Competitor. He's like top. He's always like top. I want to say top 10. F- yeah. Even but usually like, like high top, top 10. 10. Yeah. Top 10. Definitely. That's like a featherweight. If you're like going, you know, right now you might be able to get 10 other people ahead of him, but still, he's always in. But he's there. always in the mix. Always. And like, in there. but he proves it here because Panero's no joke. And Billy, like, oh. they finish him via sub. 
is is super impressive. So I'm actually really excited to see who Shamir actually uh, defends that against because I know the featherweight division for fight to win is actually pretty dope right now. Yeah. So uh, I'd be curious to see who's the front runner for, for defending that. Next one, we have Andre Mineko defeating Thomas Knox via split decision. He retains the Masters plus middleweight title. Um, I thought he had... He had the Masters Plus. He did have the this Masters Plus. This was the discussion Plus. last week where yeah. you're like, is this Masters? Because that was versus, he, he won that over Mark Vives, and uh, he defended so he it here. It. Yeah, a lot of guard work here. This was a much less active match from Maneco than we've seen in the past. Like, Vives is a guy that really put, pushed space with him. Um, Tom Knox had him in guard for a good portion of the time, locked him down with a lapel, really stopped it. Maneco started going to, like, toehold attempts and, like, like from the guard ankle, like, um... Yeah, really, like, a lot of toehold attempts from the guard. Uh, Knox put up some offense there, and it was a really close match, but I think Maneko just did a little bit more with the topside footlocks there to get it done. Uh, but again, it was a super close decision. Again, looking forward to more of Maneko. If the Vivez match and his previous match don't fight to win or any track record of, like, what the dude can do. We've also seen Maneko on, like, the we ever world stage Chicago, forever. Yeah. We should definitely talk to Alex and... Get the hook up and it'd be and it'd be him. legit. I think he's I think he's a big dude too. He's a middleweight. He's a big he's a big dude. You're a, you're you should be middleweight too. But like I'm a I'm like a light featherweight, Josh. I'm a, I'm a barely like you're a sneeze above a rooster weight. I'm like two sneezes above a rooster weight, Josh. I walk around like a solid 150 out of shape, 149 in shape. shape. So next match we had An- Angel Lopez defeating Mark De La Cruz via split decision. We had Manuel Hibamar defeating Jake Watson via split decision. Javier Gomez defeating Cliff Sabre via armbar. We had Thiago George defeating Gabriel Souza via heel hook. I was actually really surprised with this match. Is it the same Gabriel Souza I'm thinking about? It's that Gabriel Souza, yes. I wasn't sure. Like This was one of the matches that I missed while I was in between stuff, so, and I hadn't gone back to watch it. I was like, is that... That Gabriel. That's Sousa? that Gabriel Sousa. Wow, that's even that makes it even more impressive. And again, we we see Hiago all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, but we don't usually see Gabriel get hit with like with subs. Do we see him a lot, in Nogi? Uh, we usually see him in UAEJJF, don't we? That's we primarily where we see him. Yeah, a lot in the gi. Like, and he looked really good. These guys traded back and forth. This is honestly like a su- I think had the AJ Agazarm and Ari Furious match not been like fight of the night, I think this probably would have been fight of the night. Like, this was a really dope back and forth match. These both these dudes put on a show, and uh, Hiago George this is a huge win for Hiago George. Absolutely. Uh, next match we had John Mendez defeating Cole Franson via decision. We had I I, I want whatever gi Cole had in this match. I want. It's like that reddish, like dark kind of oh, reddish yeah. color. Like all this. Dude, I love weird gi colors. I love that shit. You would have liked me as like a blue belt. I had a tie-dye gi. I hate tie-dye gis. Fucking hate them. I love like uniform, like weird color gis. I also... So you probably like that one, uh, I think Vulcan made it or somebody, but it was canary yellow. Piss yellow, Josh. Yeah. I want Ugh. the... I really want... Honestly, I'm looking at getting like a new pink gi, like a bright pink one, and I'm looking at getting like a Pikachu gi. Because I'm like super into both those geese right now. God, I want somebody to break your back in competition again. Yeah, it probably would happen. RJ Paulson defeats Albert Aguiar via decision. Tiago Rocha defeats Vinicius Nunez via decision. Eduardo Crema defeats Danny Ripper via Crema, Crema via leg lock. Uh, Ricardo Barros defeats Frank Ruiz via decision. Victor Hugo Cervantes defeats Bobby Davidson via Nebar. That's a big win for Victor Hugo. And I said it's a good win, good win for Victor Hugo. That's what I meant to say. On to the brown belts. Josh Sisteros defeats Keith Krikorian via decision. And that is fight of the year. 
Cisneros becomes the fight-to-win brown belt Nogi featherweight champion. Yo, Seth's getting a little loose-lipped with these fight-of-the-year matches. <laughs> no, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a really was good match. It was a very good match. Uh, definitely should have gotten fight of the night for the brown belts. Yes. Um, so Cisneros uh, is passing. Is solid. He's got yeah. great passing. I think Cisneros is like number one in the world brown belt of the weight class. Krikorian is too comfortable with his ability to regard. Invert. Like, well, yeah, invert to the regard. He was letting a lot of things go that I don't think he should have. Like, watching that, like, he let Josh get by. Yeah, he was, he was super confident in his ability to and kind of invert to the left. top and everything, but I think he was just, like, being a little too loose with it. Like, Keith is a great competitor. And Keith is notoriously stupid hard to sub. Yes. Like, like, he has one thing. I think the first time we ever saw him was e, one of the er, not early EBIs, but it was an EBI in, like, 20s, probably 2017. And he was a, he was a replacement for it. And he won the qualifier. I forget which one it was. But I remember on the broadcast, on the first EBI, he was the, basically they were co- talking about him on commentary. Like, he is really hard to sub. And we've seen that kind of hold true for his rest of his purple belt career and into his brown belt career of like dude is really hard sister Rose had like a cup of super deep arm bar at one point and he set it up on like that cross side close side arm bar under the arm uh really nice that was from the, again the inversion yes and because sister Rose is slick like that and Corian's all like they both kind of played into um into each other's game a little bit there but sister Rose sort of had like the jump in a lot of the positional exchanges and uh and looked really good I'm honestly interested to see who they're going to get Cisneros to face. Uh, maybe Myra, maybe um, uh, Salas, Josh Salas or Daniel Myra. One of those two I think would be really interesting. I don't know if Myra can make 50-45, um, but I think that would be a really interesting matchup versus Cisneros and Nogi. Get Dykeman. I'd watch that. That would be a fun matchup. Yeah. Dykeman can make 45. He competes primarily at 45. Dykeman looks like he can barely weigh up to 145. I think he weighs like 155 usually, and he cuts down. He cut down to 35 before, uh, but like he doesn't want to do it but again. But that would be a fire fucking match. That'd be a dozy do match. That was honestly really fun. You should go back and watch this match. Uh, it's two guys again we cover not infrequently that you're going to see a lot more of as they rise up. And both these guys probably on the fast track for black belt in the next 18 months wouldn't surprise me. Next matchup, we had Troy Everett defeating Gerald Huber via toehold. That was submission of the night for the Brown Belts. This was Troy's last matchup as a full member of Team No Sleep and uh, gets it done via submission. I think he well, he said it, and he posted it online. He still has the most wins in fight-to-win history. So that's awesome. And I think he has the most appearances. Him, they kept announcing him as like, they announced 16? him as 10 and 16. I, I was like, like that's nah, not correct. No, no, no. That's not right. I think he's even. I think he's at an even 500 before he left. Uh, I think he's, he's like 18 and 18. Something. He's close. Troy, we're going to message you and figure it out and not edit it in. But I think he has like 24 matches. I think is what he has. How was he at one point 16 and 16? And He wasn't 16 and 16. He was 9 and 9 at one point. He has. No, 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 no. He's, he's got over 30 matches. In fight to win. Okay, Josh. So ready? Yeah. So we're he gets do it done it right via toehold, and uh, Josh, you talked about like actually how he gets the toehold here. Well, he was in mount, and he almost had like a choke in the very beginning where it was super solid, where I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna get, f- this is gonna end quickly," and uh, Huber got past it, and you know 
got on top, you know, passed the guard, got on top in the mount, and was really working for something, but couldn't really get anything going. Troy kept himself like super wedged, super tight in. Yeah. And then he starts to push him away from mount and escapes the hip and starts to climb around. And Huber goes for an arm bar. Troy comes up like he's going to be in guard. And as they start to turn, Troy goes, oh, foot, and just grabs it. And you see Seth in the background losing his mind. He's like, yes, go. And he just like cranked it and boom, done. And, you know, Seth was fucking stoked. And Troy was obviously stoked. What a great way to go out on a win. Right. And just fucking. Out on a a sub win. Not on like a Not on a decision. Fucking submission. With no, in the not gi, on a decision, a submission. In the gi. In the gi. With the grappling rewind patch on oh, his fuck thigh. Yeah, we were stoked. Um, I definitely messaged him as soon as the match ended, before he was even off the stage. I was like, fuck yeah. And then Seth announced that he's opening his own school in, in Denver. That's awesome. Wait, what? You didn't hear that part? No. Oh, no. He's opening his own school. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I was like, uh, I'm definitely going to try to get out there, and I'm definitely coming to your gym. Oh, that's so exciting. And then uh, Seth proceeded to tell him after what a great person he was that he's officially dead to him, and he's a fat piece of shit. Which was the Which was perfect fight to win way to leave. And uh, so that was awesome. I assume we're not going to see. We're going to see more of Troy he'll in the future in on Fight to Win. I assume on the Colorado cars up there, like he'll be, he'll be in. He'll be competing. He just so. won't be out there all the time. Yeah. So we're going to see less of Troy, which sucks. But uh, it was awesome to see him go out with a submission win. And uh, let's get going still. Well, congr- oh, congratulations to Troy yes. on like. I think we've made that abundantly clear. All right. Next matchup, Josh. <laughs> oh, you get to say it. Next matchup. Henry Badillo defeated Dennis Brown via armbar. Dan Isaka defeated Ray Yeskas via decision. Jeremy Maroquin defeated Luke uh, Lujba yes. via split decision. PJ Montero defeated Sean Fabitz via split decision. Jake Daniel Severin defeated Joe Fabitz via choke. The Fabitz brothers were on there. Uh, Brady Wicklin defeated Marty Robles via decision. On to the Purple Belt results. Matt Cox defeated Spencer uh, Yehav via decision to become the fight to win purple belt nogi middleweight champion i was getting ready to say it and you jumped in really cool josh i say i say the mission of the night the champions and the belts that's what i say here <laughs> eric sabilos defeated michael howard via choke dustin kata defeated daniel uh manriquez via toehold nico reyes defeated fernando cruz via armbar sean griswold defeated uh, pete espinoza via triangle armbar submission of the night for the purple belts Whoa, slow it down there. Amr Rusan defeated uh, Daniel Savasos via armbar. Chris Curtis defeated Robert Ackerman via armbar. Nathan Loeffler defeated Dylan Dank. Oh, I thought that said Dan Dykeman. I thought the same Dakin via decision. And that was fight of the night for the Purple Belts. Jamie Martinez defeated Tyler Steelman via Kimura. Anthony Moya defeated Andrew Savala via straight ankle lock. Patrick Peterson defeated Danny Castro via armbar, and Jorge T- uh, Tapia defeated Robert Brewer via decision. Undo the blue belt results. Dying over here. Jonathan Zamora. Your voice sounds terrible. Dude, I'm getting over like laryngitis or some shit. It's Ew, terrible. is that contagious? As long as I don't tongue kiss you, I think we'll be okay. Ew. Jonathan Zamora defeated Junior Cruz via Kimura. That was Mission of the Night for the Blue Belts. Augustine Perez defeated Greg Lara via decision. Kelsey Harrell defeated Crystal Padilla via decision. And that was Friday Night for the Blue Belts. Uh, 
Daniel Cardio defeated Sammy Reyes via decision. Vince Trevino defeated uh, Kai is what I'm going with because that's Kali or Kali. There, Melton uh, via decision. On to the kids and teens results. <laughs> Jacob Cisneros defeated Marco Mendez via split decision. And that was fight of the night, and he becomes the teen bantamweight champion in the gi. And Sierra Fon defeated Kaylee Fernandez via armbar. And that was submission of the night for the kids and teens. So that Yeet. does it for a fight to win 133. And they're taking a break. Yes, they deservedly. Like, Nogi Worlds happens next week. And I think the next card they do is, I think, on the 10th of January. Good for them. So they got that Christmas break. I think hopefully Seth is going to get caught up on sleep and all of them are going to get caught up on... Uh, he might get caught up on work, maybe. Hopefully. But best of luck. That's, uh, that's fight to win 133. So under our preview of the 2019 IBJJF Nogi Worlds, um, who what did Gordon call it? I don't remember what he called it, but he was trying to be disparaging. It was it, really funny, and like everyone considers Nogi, it's like it's this, it's the other World Championship Nogi tournament. Uh, but again, super procedures, and you are a yeah, world champion if you win it. Do they? they remember, like the worlds got paid, right? I don't think the Nogi Worlds get paid. Oh, well, that would be stupid. I mean. They, they might get paid, but I have not heard anything about them getting paid, so it would Paging somebody who actually knows, please let us know. I think I would have I seen it, but who knows? So let's start off. We typically, for these bigger, like, IBJJF tournaments for the majors... We'll just we, hit a few people. We hit a few people. We preview the black belts in the adult division because anything more than that becomes really unfeasible. So we talk about kind of the big front runners for those divisions, and then we'll do a preview in kind of earnest next week. So on starting off with the black belt male roosterweight division... Uh, Talis and Suarez. This will be... Interesting to see between him, uh, Ronnie Barbosa, maybe Nobu Hero Sawada. We have Wood Mancy in there as well. Uh, Wood Mancy, yes. Uh, uh, Tanyo uh, Santos to Jesus, uh, Marco Tapani Oikarinen, I butchered that one to death, as well as David Zanario with a total of seven people at Rooster. Onto the black. I'm scrolling down like I have the right mouse button. I don't have the mouse button. I'm sorry. I have to reach my hand and actually do the work. Onto the light featherweight division for the men's black belt. Let's see. Who's in here? Uh, Lucas Pinero, Hiago George, uh, Meow Brother. <laughs> Joao. One of the Meows. Yes. Uh, Suraj Kumar Boudram. I killed that one. Richard Alarcon. I'm interested to see if Alarcon's still going to be in there after Grapple Fest with the Ash Williams match when he got his arm broken in half. So I will be interested to see if Fair Alarcon play. is still in here. Um, Probably not. Fair play on that one. Uh, Juni Acasio, who also just competed over the weekend against uh, mm-hmm. Ellis. Uh, Ellis. Yep. We were going to preview, but I actually had not got a chance. Um, we're going to go through the results here in a minute for the event. Uh, maybe if I can find them. Actually, in hindsight, I do not know if I still We're going to do it. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Well, the, the whole, uh, if, Anthony, you're, if you're interested in watching that match, it's up on Facebook. The entire stream is up there. Um, I watched a little bit of it. It looks cool. Anthony Guy de Oliveira uh, making eight. Going on to featherweight. Who else is in this? I, I briefly glanced over it a couple times, but then... Didn't take any notes as, didn't, yeah. as per usual. Silvio Duran. Thomas Cole, Halpin's in this. Cole Franson. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Jao Gabriel Batiste. Jao Gabriel Souza. Yep. Gabriel Souza, I believe, is that's his full name, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And that's a division of 14. 14. Hitting the lightweight, we've got Lachlan Giles, a.k.a. Lachlan John Warren or Warney. I'm pretty sure that's him. Uh. Okay. He's an absolute MMA Australia. I mean, there's not many dudes named Lachlan there that we're aware of. <laughs> Wait, mean, there might his last name is not Giles? 
It might be. I don't know. Well, they list like 18 names for all the Brazilians, but also they only list three names for Lachlan Giles. Well, maybe that's what he put on. I, I don't fucking know. All right. So Lachlan Giles. Johnny Tama. Maybe not is in, maybe, maybe, may, or may not be maybe in this match. Lachlan Giles. Uh, Johnny Tama, Frederico Silva. Uh, he competed against Rob at Fight to Win. That Fight to Win. Yes. Uh, t- t- he's a black belt now. He's, he was a black belt then. Oh, yeah, right. Rob was the brown belt. Right. Uh, yeah. Tell me. Samir Chantre, uh, Tomashigi Sarah, who killed it at uh, Quintet. Yes, he did. Uh, just what, like a week and a half ago? Uh, on the second. Yeah. Of December. <laughs> who? Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of other people. Holy crap! The division of seventeen for yeah. that division under the middleweight division. We have John Jonathan Satava. Satava. Uh, let's see. Vinicius Wong is in Sebastian here. Sebastian Broch. Dante, Dante Leone. Jamie Canudo. Uh, Otavio Souza. Uh, who else is in here? Oh, I thought I saw uh, what's his name. Diego Romalo's in here. Felipe Silva's in here. Enrique Galarza's in here from Silver Fox. Yeah, tons of. Yeah, so this is a division of eighteen. This is going to be a fun division. I'm, honestly, Leon. I could see Leon taking this division. Leon has looked unstoppable recently. Um, I'm yeah. That, I I can see him taking that division onto the medium heavyweight division. Let's see, Jonathan Gracie, who's surprising people left and right i see a lion ab is on here uh yep uh ronaldo jr also on here a uh, great competitor both uh jake watson we saw this week on fight to win and nick green we see all the time on fight to win are both in this Sergio division Tullio, as well nick nick green as you said memoir mm-hmm. hibamar holy crap 17 people in the medium heavy going on to heavyweight uh charles mcguire adam wartzinski uh, jackson souza bones Devonte johnson's uh, on here Tusa, Roberto Tusa, Alan Carr, Marillo Santana, right below him. Ten people in heavyweight. That's actually a fun, that's a super fun division. That could be. There's a couple guys there that can actually take that nogi. Yeah, there's like three people or two people at ADCC. And moving on to super heavyweight because that was heavyweight. Uh, let's see. We Houghton got Junior. We got Tex Johnson. We got who is Elliot Kelly? I was not aware Tex was part of Fight Sport. Uh, he moved around a little bit. He okay. moved between Haberos, and I think now he's down at Fight Sport, or he's representing Fight Sport. Again, he's he's been moving around a lot. He's represented a lot of different gyms recently, but he's a Fight Sport apparently right now is who he's registered under. Roberto Torobas from Lloyd's, uh, Elliot Kelly from Yamaso, and that's a division of Oh, 11. Freddie Vosgrove is in here. I was going to go buy it and let it, like, and see if you would pick it up, and I'm glad you did. I know he got black. Congratulations! That's to super Bosco. awesome. We just saw him like uh, two weeks ago versus Ash Amos at uh, Polaris. So it's awesome. I didn't know he was black belt. I'm super excited for them. <laughs> On to the ultra heavyweight division. Oh, that was division of eleven, by the way. James I'm very Popolo, sick, Josh. Victor Hugo, uh, Vinny Magalhaes is actually in this, which I think is funny. Uh, and Cyborg. That's a division of six. That's a fun division. That's honestly probably Cyborg's to take. You don't know with what's going on with Vinny, dude. Cyborg won the heavyweight GP. Like, okay, tough to beat, dude. After we picked against him in the heavyweight GP, I'm going to stop picking against him. Blue belt beat him at ADCC. I mean, that's a different guy. <laughs> I just watched the documentary last night. We're I, in like, I'm, I'm being just like... We're, Rich and I are in the documentary, The Black Belt Slayer, for like 40 seconds. I know. That's why I pointed it out to you because yeah, I, I thought it was funny. I may or may not have just finally watched that last night, the entire thing, because we got home and I was like, I'm, 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 I'm just want to sit back and eat dinner and just watch something. And... uh it's like 40 seconds of me, like talking to Jerry Gubuto and like tying up. And I was just like, uh-huh. I mean, I said like 15 words and like four of them are curses. I'm like, cool. That's how I talk. 
I knew there was a camera on me. And you see Rachel like going by and you see her haircut and you're like, well, that's definitely Rachel. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I'm just going to dance the whole time. She's like, I'm like, you're just hanging out. She's just like, just kind of dancing back and forth while Jay and I talk. So going into the female roosterweight division, we have Misa Bastos and Amber Freitas. Uh, I think Misa Bastos is going to win that one. I would put money on it. Yes. That's division of two. You have Patricia Machado, Amanda Montero. Canudo, not Amanda Montero, and Fiona Watson. Division of three for light featherweight. Uh, into featherweight, uh, Livia Gluchowska, who's still listed under her maiden name. Yep, not Livia Giles. Or whatever apparently his last name is. Right. If that's him. we got Talita, uh, Talita Alcar. Alcar. Heather Rafferty, uh, Karen Atunes, and Gabriella Fetcher. This is a that's a this is a fun division. There's gonna be at least two or three matchups. There's gonna be fire in the featherweights for the ladies. Apparently, five. this is the most female. In the Nogi World's history, that's awesome. Like, in dude, there's all some, the all, honestly all these divisions are a little like they're smaller, but the women's divisions, but they look good. Like these are all exciting. Again, they're small divisions, but it's all ladies that I recognize, and I'm like, that are oh, super these are all really tough, yeah. good, tough women. These are gonna be fun brackets. So at lightweight, we have Jenna Bishop, uh, Nikki Sullivan, uh, Anna Sophia Maria Nordeno, Kristen Mickelson, Catherine Perrette, uh Oh, Natalie Juan Soares Ferris Hibero killed it. Josephine Maciello and Hannah Sharp. Oh, dude, Hannah Sharp is the woman who um had that really nice Kimura break at Subspectrum. That's Hannah oh, Sharp. Yeah, yeah, that's dude, a division. Of this eight. is a really dope division. Like this, the women's divisions are fire. This like this event. So going on to middleweight, we have Jacqueline De Marias, uh, Amarim Ramos, uh, Raquel Canudo, Gabriel Lima. Hannah Rausch, April L. Parks, and Amanda Lowen. I'm interesting to see what Canuto does in this one. She's looked good recently. I feel like, given the lineup, Canuto uh, could shine here. She might get the bye and have to only have two matches. Who knows? Black Belt, medium heavy. Uh, Videa Clemente Toscano, Tamara Silva, Julia Pinto, and Andressa Sintra. Total of four. Moving on to... See such Sintra this weekend. Oh, you don't say. You yes. didn't talk to her? I did an interview with her, yes. <laughs> uh, in the heavyweight division, we have Elizabeth Mitrovic, uh, Veronica Fernandez, Talita Noguera, and Jessica uh, Godry. Yeah. Uh, Mitrovic has been on Fight to Win. We've seen her before, and uh, she's a podcast. We've seen Talita Noguera a lot, too. Yes, we have. Uh, that's a division of four. Going into the super heavyweights, uh, Jessica Flowers. Kendall Marie reusing uh, and uh, Tammy Grego. And Tammy's actually taught like some stuff at Baltimore BJJ a long time ago. Really? She did the original Abu Dhabi trials when there was no female division. So she entered the uh, male division. No shit. Yeah. This That's was a long time ago. Me and, baller. Me and uh, Kenny Savercool were blue belts and we drove down to Florida. And huh. then she was like, I'm trying to get up to New Jersey, and I was like, I'm doing that tournament. Oh, that's this tri- That's this story. Yeah, that's I was she- like, I'm oh. doing this tournament. I can, um, th- I can take you. Like, I don't have a place for you to crash. And she ended up staying with somebody else. But she trained with us in Baltimore for like the week, and then went to Naga with uh, me and Ryan Clark. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and then she flew out of Jersey. I went back home to New Mexico. It is a very small jiu-jitsu world, after all. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's so. all like the adult. There are tons of people. It's a major. I mean, it's, it's a major it's for a major. IBG. It's I a world Keith championship. Krikorian's in it at Brown Belt, yep. obviously. There's tons of people that popped up. 
you're going to get a lot of face from gonna like the get masters. a lot of highlights here. Um, Wilson Hayes is in Masters. I don't know if it's that Wilson Hayes or not. Uh, it might be. I don't. I didn't know. know if he was G thirteen or not. I don't. Um, I don't. Ronnie remember. Yaya's in it apparently. Yep, and Masters. There, again, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, do you have anything else you want to preview for this one other than just scrolling through just the registrations? Yeah. It's, a, it's a major. We always have a problem because we always record the show on Monday night, and then all the brackets come out on Thursday, and so we're all playing catch-up. Folks. So we, like, yeah. we don't like to preview a lot of stuff because... I just uh, like watching the matches. I don't give yeah, a so that's, shit. That is IBGDF 2019 uh, Nogi Worlds. So happening on the 12th, um, which is like Thursday, I think, is Quintet Ultra. All the teams have been announced. This is Team UFC versus Team Pride versus Team WC versus Team Strike Force in uh, what is going to be Super Bowl. A I'm giant s- clusterfuck. I'm super excited for this. There's also matches. super fights on this. We have Craig Jones versus Fredson Prax. Pai Shao. Pai Shao. Which is a squ- Why? Craig Jones is so much bigger than Fredson Pai Shao. Unless Fredson Pai Shao has put on so much weight where they can be kind of close, but still. So we also have um, Gordon Ryan versus Alexi Olenek, the Nogi Ezekiel guy, and Cynthia Calvillo versus Danielle Kelly. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Want to do Let's with- just read off some All right. So teams. in the Team UFC, we have Anthony Lionheart-Smith. We have Anthony uh, Rumble Johnson. We God, have. Does he take up most of the the weight requirement for the team? I would assume <laughs> he was like three hundred. That's why you have like two guys that are a two hundred five and a heavyweight, and then you have Sugar Sean O'Malley and forty fivers, and a, a guy that floats between fifty five and seventy. Yeah. So you got uh, rounding out the division. You have Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, you have the team. The team. You have Clay Guida. And you have Gilbert Burns, Dorino representing Team UFC. Is uh, he going to pull out? I hope not, because he was. We saw him too, uh, at Polaris versus Langacker. Yeah, and we, but we saw him there? at Third Coast. He was sick. He couldn't fight Najmi. And now, I hope not. Now we're going to see him on Team UFC. Uh, on Team Pride, we have Kazushi Sakuraba, Takanori Gomi. These guys had a like a fake. They match had a fake match last week um, on a quintet. We got Gregor Gracie, Hector Lombard, and Yves Edwards. Uh, that's Half of, of these people are like UFC veterans before Pride. Yeah. Everyone except for like Takanori Gomi. Wait for Strike Force. It's, it's, it's fine. Oh, I know. So, Team WEC, we got Chad Mendez, Glover Teixeira, Mark Munoz, Club Swanson, and James Krause. Club Swanson? So, what did I say? I said that? Club, I know, Swanson. Club Swanson. So, I looked at this. Uh, these guys eliminated the middleweight division in 2008. Yeah, but they still Glover did fight for WEC. So did Mark Munoz. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's just I was looking at like when the last time you could get a guy above like 155 pounds, and it was 2008 in WEC. So these guys had fought in WEC. It would have been funnier if they got Jason Miller. Dude, he's a good, he's a legit really fucking good grappler. Yeah, but he's also a crazy person. He is a little bit of a crazy person. <laughs> yes. So on team, I was like, on team Strike Force. I was like, oh no, is he on there? Uh, we have Gilbert Melendez. We have Jake Shields. Who I talked about. I talked to and did an interview with uh, at Third Coast Grappling. So love to see him doing more grappling. We have Muhammad King Mo Lal. We have Jay Z Calvacante, Josias Calvacante, mm-hmm. and we have Hanato Babalu Sobral. Uh, dude, I'm excited for Babalu. We have not seen him in a little bit. What a weird bunch of teams. I'm glad that they put this all together, but what a weird. This bunch is honestly of teams. like, given the lineup they have, there's a lot of ways these brackets. There's and a lot could of go. old dudes. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna do Pride versus UFC. I fucking hope so. They're gonna be like, ah, who's the best? Josh? I hope they do. It, it doesn't matter. Most of those people aren't like big Pride people. No, it's honestly, it's honestly, no, no, Gara brothers, right? 
No Frank Mir. No Soka Jew. That's a good point. So uh, let's talk, let's talk about. So we don't have any brackets. We don't know what team is going to fight what team first. Uh, if you're not familiar with Quintet, it's awesome. It's on Fight Pass. It's worth like the ten bucks a month to watch it. It's actually fairly legit and really fun to watch. Super aggressive stalling rules. Uh, no close guard. We'll talk about it more next week. I think Team you should watch has it. the best grapplers. Like you have Jake Shields and Gilbert Melendez right there. But you also have Mo Lawal, great wrestler. Yeah, and then you have Jay Z Cavalcante, great jiu-jitsu and you and have Babalu, Babalu, great, great jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu and wrestling yes so like their team is pretty pretty crazy but but again all of those guys are definitely a little bit older the so, other thing is like okay you have guys are, are okay. less old ready and current let's, guys let's let's go down okay let's now stop at pride we don't have to even talk about ufc go up to pride a little bit yes right team pride kazushi sakuraba retired takanori Migomi, retired gregor gracie retired does he uh, still fight i think he fought recently but not like but like 2017. Hector recently. Lombard. Uh, kind of retired. He fought like two years ago or a year ago, I think. Eve Edwards. Retired. Retired. Chad Mendez. Retired. Yep. Glover Teixeira. Still fights. Yes. Uh, Mark Munoz. Retired. Way retired. Uh, I've retired for like three years now. Way retired. Okay. Uh, he got big too. He did get he big. heavy. He did get big. Uh, Cub Swanson still fights, but you know, on the tail end of that career, James Krause still Dude, fights. Dude, he just beat Cron Gracie. Oh yeah, I forgot about on that. On the tail That's, end of his career, like yeah, he's still, he still is on the tail end of his career, he's still, but he's been, his career has been forever. Good. I mean, he's, when it comes to MMA, MMA, he's inexperienced. Yes, is the way I would put that. Uh, and we have James Krause, who I think still fights, still fights. Yeah. Yes, uh, and then Team Strike Force Melendez, eh, pretty much retired. Is he uh, still? Is he still out on suspension? I don't remember. I think he came back. And then he re- he took a fight, and then he retired. I forget who he fought, but I think he took a fight in like 2018 or 19. No idea. And then retired. Jake Shields retired pretty much from fighting. Pretty much, yeah. I talked to him. He's like, you know, he's looking to do more grappling. King Mo, I don't know if he fights anymore, but... I think he fought on Ryzen like two years ago. It was the last time he fought. Now he fighting the Bellator GP and got murked by oh, uh, yeah. Ryan Bader. Yep. I remember uh, that now. Jay-Z, I think he actually just fought, but he yep. doesn't fight that much. And Babalu, I don't believe, fights at all anymore. But then if you go... Babalu's the one guy that I want to spend, wouldn't be surprised either way. You go up to the UFC team, Anthony Smith still fights. Still, like, like, just fought for the title. Actively fights. Like, Anthony Johnson still fights. What weight, we're not 100% sure. No, nah, he, he hasn't fought in like two years. Because he was going to do bare-knuckle boxing, and then the UFC was like, hey, come back. And he was like, okay. Oh, that's what happened. You're right. Okay. Uh, Sean O'Malley still fights when although, like when he's not suspended for smoking weed um, or whatever no it was, this was this was different this, this was, one was like a, a steroid issue that he yes. supposedly popped for yes um, still fights though Clay Guida still fights uh, although man has he taken a beating over the years and Gilbert Burns currently fights so everybody ranked like, like yeah. Smith you can make an argument that Smith uh, Dorino and Anthony Johnson could be still ranked as far as O'Malley, if he would be able to fight enough, he would be probably ranked mm, as well. He if he was fighting, he maybe yeah. should maybe could get ranked top ten. Definitely. So a bunch of old dudes versus some young people. So Strike Force versus UFC could be really fun to watch. Pride versus WC is probably where it should start. I have no idea. I'm not even gonna speculate. It's just a, a big old clusterfuck. And it's gonna be fun as shit yes, to watch. That's the best I'm, part. I'm so excited for this. This should be honestly, it's a bunch of guys that I love watching that like I get a chance to watch in a grappling match and not be super detrimental to their health. Yeah. They should have uh Team Gordon Ryan 
and uh, it's, it's just, just like Gordon Ryan? it's just like it's four it's it's like Gordon Ryan and, and but four he, people that dress no, like him. No, 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 no. It's Gordon Ryan, and he has to fight each team sequentially. Yeah. And I'm like, okay with that. Could he beat twenty guys in a twenty man Kumite? It's only fifteen since he's one of the teams. That's fine, Josh. Okay, but so yes, on to the Quintet Ultra Singles matches. Craig have- Jones wins. Gordon Ryan wins. Danielle Kelly wins. All right. Do you want to speculate on how the Craig on the Craig Jones Leg match lock. So knee bar, maybe toe hold. One of the two. He might actually or hit that. choke. Or uh, I could see him actually doing the same thing that he did to Tex recently, which is do that jump over Kimura, take Ooh, the back. Yes. That yeah. honestly, for some reason, I've. I've just have a feeling that might maybe how that goes. Um, I'm honestly not as familiar with Cynthia Calvillo and Daniel Kelly for their. I know they're primarily fighters, um, but Kelly I feel like has a little bit of the edge there. Uh, Gordon Ryan versus Lexi Olenek. Strangle by strangle. Gordon Ryan takes that back and chokes that face and probably gets under the neck and finishes. But dude, Alexi Olenek. Yeah, if he gets no, dude, Alexi Olenek okay, is low now, key a really really good grappler. He's a good grappler. He was in ADCC. Um, let's talk really quick though. And this will happen every time now until forever. Yes. Is that what happens if Gordon Ryan loses? Everything comes crumbling down. No. Yes. The internet alone will turn tide. He could win a billion matches in a row. You know what's going to happen? Hey, you remember that time you got no gi Ezekiel choked? <laughs> so now he's, he's got so much pressure on him. Like just in general. Like right, so he, has, he has always has pressure on him. Like yes, there's not a now single it's like, Okay, who's the last guy to know Ezekiel when Ryan? Who's the last guy to know Ezekiel? Anybody other than Alexi Olenek? That's a valid point. Okay, that's a reason. Exactly. That's a point. So the thing is, he's so good now. He is like at the top of the game. Nogi oh, was. Yeah. If anybody beats him, everybody's going to use that to just shit on him. So is he mentally prepared? to lose i honestly think he handles losses pretty well i'm just saying is he mentally prepared for it i think he i think it wouldn't really change what he does i think honestly okay so will he, he rise something. above because he's what like 23 25 i think whatever he is so no, sorry he's still this, a young this gentleman. week him and Pena were going back and forth on instagram and it was one of the most hilarious things i've ever seen it was great but what prompted this was Gordon Ryan posting his loss to Penna. And he basically went, I am so much better now. Look at all these mistakes I made. And I was like, and I thought it was like, he put it out there. Maybe just our controversy probably was most of he does. But he put it out there as, I think, partially as a legitimate, like, look at this. This is me getting beat. This is what it looks like. But and he, look at he how added much the caveat he to, did. Yes. I'm better than this now. Yeah, it's which like, okay. I don't think anyone doubts but that he, he is. he still talked that shit. Oh, yeah. When he, they had both of those matches, yeah, he did, and he still lost. I so yes, it's kind of hanging on to it. Like I'm not uh, going to say I what he's that, doing. I love that he posted it though, and he I was do. like, "Look, don't forget about this," and like, and don't forget that I'm way better now. So you, but again, see the like again, if you get Nogi Ezekiel choked or you just lose to Alexi Olenek, period, man. like there, it's going to be never ending. There's going to be so many memes. About so many things. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, anything else on this you want to talk about? Any yeah. other matches here? So, I'm super excited for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's the outro. Yeah. So, uh, what's your week look like? Uh, busy. I have to take my kid to the dentist tomorrow. I have to train. 
I have to do all of those things. I have to do the cooking things. We're doing promotions at the gym for Tuesday or Thursday. Hopkins Thursday. So that I was going to message you and try to get to that, but I'm not sure if I can. You can get to it. Let me know. Uh, I'm so excited. That's like never. It's always like slightly stressful for me of like keeping everyone straight. I'm like, okay, you're this good. I've voted here. You make these mistakes. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, stripes. It's like it's always just like massively stressful. Like talking to Lee, like this guy's here. What do you think? And like going back and forth with him, and it's just always a a very great and stressful process for me at the end of every semester for the club. Um, So that's what's going on. I got to edit the show and then like make my giant promotion list. Like, because I have it mentally, I just gotta like come with like actually like write it out. You have to have an actual list. No, I gotta. I have a list. I don't bring it over to the gym, but I have a list like that I write out just to give everyone like the respect of like, look, I've considered this, and like this is actually not just like off the top of my head. Maybe this person's like legitimately like here's why and here's how because I think that like that gives it the respect it deserves. I just think it's a good, just a good way to conduct business. So that's always like a fun, stressful time coming off of this weekend, coming off from Texas and being sick uh, to to get all that together. I'm going to be throwing axes Friday. I'm stoked on that. Sweet. Am I doing that? I don't know. Did you pay for it? Yes. Did you sign up for it? Then yeah. Okay, cool. It's Friday? Yeah. All right. Should be on the counter for Rachel and I. 7 p.m. That's going to be awesome. Wait, what? 7 p.m. Fuck, I teach class 7 p.m. On Friday? Yeah. Greg might have to cover. All right. So so that'll be fun. So anything else going on this weekend? This week? Baltimore BJJ promotions. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. It's promotion season, baby. Yeah. Who's getting their black belts? Jason. Jason, Jason. Jason and yep. Rob and Guam Rob are getting yeah. their black belts. And Scott's getting his, his brown belt. That's super exciting. Hell yeah. All those guys like are very deserving. More black dog. belts at the gym. That's right? awesome. That's crazy. How many will that make now? Um, I think. Well, technically, if you included Jeff, that would be six at the gym. Yeah. And then uh, two more makes eight. But Jeff's got his own school now. So seven at the gym. That's they're frequently there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then what else? Uh, yeah, I'm engaged now. So like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, exciting. How about that? This motherfucker, locking it down, putting it on lock. Dude, I got like hundreds of like likes and comments. I'm like, hey, you ever heard that? And then I got a bunch of people messaging me like, why don't you tell me? I'm like. Are, do you supposed to tell like everyone before you get engaged hell like, no because you can't trust them to shut the fuck okay. up it's i didn't know because like i've gotten a bunch of messages from a bunch of people like oh you didn't tell me i'm like like who were they were they blood relatives uh a bunch from blood relatives oh how blood relative like my brother oh yeah why don't you tell your brother you piece of shit are you supposed to tell your brother yeah oh, i didn't know that as long as he can like not you know i wouldn't have told my brother when i was getting engaged That's to my wife reasonable. because he was a young piece no, of shit. No, my then. brothers, my aunt. Um, I realized I didn't tell my parents. Oh, yeah. That's one of the people that you do tell. So oh. that's understandable that you can do that. I didn't they know. They want to be aware. I didn't know. Like, I, didn't, I didn't look it up. I didn't like YouTube like how to do this. I was just like, this works out really well. I want to do this forever. You down? And then I was like, I didn't know you're supposed to like notify people ahead of time. I didn't like I didn't That's know. what Facebook is for. You and that's what I did. We, and we post and that's what I did, Josh. Main Miller got engaged to Rachel and it's like, it's Facebook official. Yeah. And that, we haven't changed anything on Facebook yet, but like there's a giant picture. So, uh. Yeah, no, I didn't know you're supposed to notify everyone. Apparently, you live and learn, but I've never had to do it again, so it's like, well, you can't guarantee that either. I can. She might divorce you, bro. The ground. She's told me many times that's how we're getting out of this, so we're good. This is going to be a wonderful relationship. Uh, for the listening viewers out there, uh, it has been a long-running joke that Maine and Rachel are related because they do look very similar. We, yeah, like, um, like. So like one of the really first similar. things, as soon as Maine posted about it, Maine did tell me I wasn't upset, though. I was like, cool, he, 
speak. I didn't tell things. anyone. You know, he he has many a time said, I'm going to wife that one. And I was like, cool. But it actually happened. The first thing I said, I was like, well, since it's Facebook official, how fucking creepy are those kids going to look that they, you know, that they're related and they look exactly they're, the same. They're going to look really similar. It's going to be like, you're going to know, like, that's, those Maine, might be, that's Maine's kid. That's what it looks like. Those might be the whitest people ever born. Oh, those are going to be really close. Those are super, like, genetically, I'm like 99.6% like super white and then 3% also white. 0.3%. <laughs> I got the genetic test. It's super boring. I have it too. I'm, most of my, my people are from uh, Europe and stuff yeah. like that. So it's going to be great. I'm super excited. And I got to plan a wedding. Uh, do it cheap. <sighs> yeah, we're going to. Don't go th- over the top. We're talking about just going to like out of country and just like, hey. We're weird. Nobody's pe- coming to that. We're That's the point, Josh. Nobody's that's coming to point. that. We don't like people anyway. No. I've never had a housewarming you party. Just, you just fuck. Like, you barely have a house. It's filled with equipment. That's reasonable. Yeah, it is. Like, here, come over. By the way, move over 10 feet. There's some mats and some lights and a flamethrower and a dog. Yeah. And the 7 billion years of stuff that I've accumulated. Yes. Even though I'm 28 years old. I think you're 28. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm it's been good times, Josh. I'm almost I'm closer to my mid-30s. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. It looks old. like it, too. Man. Old. All right, so that's all I got. That's all I got for the outer section. Everybody, uh, message Maine and send them the weirdest looking picture that you can think of oh, to Grappling Rewinds Instagram. Oh, and tell them congratulations. Uh, extra points for lewd ones that we will then screenshot and continually send to Maine oh, via no. text message. Uh, so that's it for the Grappling Rewind. I am Josh. I am Maine. And again, it's the Grappling Rewind. See you on the mats. If you like the show, please consider sharing it on Facebook with the folks at your gym. It's the best way that we grow the show and we really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on email. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Google+. Plus. Until that shuts down. We have a website. If you have an event you would like to have us cover, please let us know. If you have a name, like most people do, and you'd like to have us stop butchering it, let us know. Reach out to us. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, in addition to iTunes and every other podcast service. We very much appreciate your time and thank you.